So hey, have you ever wanted to say, try starting your own life in Korea YouTube channel? Or maybe you want to make a life-altering decision to start that online business that TikTok videos have convinced you that all you need is a laptop, dropshipping, and AliExpress. Or maybe you're like me on a permanent vacation, and all you want to do is slide into the DMs of your crush. <laughs> no. Unless you're a rich white male, I already know the answer to that. And yes, I also know that on your hero's journey, be it dropshipping or hocationing, you meet this sly creature called self-doubt. Keep listening, drink your water, and let's see if unpacking our experiences with self-doubt sheds some light onto how you too can tackle it and move from living your life to living your best life. Hi, welcome to our first episode of Yay. This Is Fine. Um, we're calling today's episode Sneaky Self-Doubt Spiral, uh, coming to you with the energy of Margaret Cho's unapologetic, unfazed, unbothered, full back tattoo. Yes. I'm DJ. And I think I'll come to you in the energy of Kamala Harris's victory speech. Yes. Yes. I'm Ivor and welcome to our show. What I like to do to navigate my emotions is to identify the physical expression of whatever I'm feeling at that moment, whatever is making me feel the multitude of sadness or whatever it is in that moment. And when it comes to self-doubt for me, it definitely starts as a as I'm unaware of the thought. I'm unaware that I'm doubting myself. Mm-hmm. I'm unaware that I'm questioning myself. It's sneaky. It is sneaky. That's why we call it sneaky. <laughs> it's sliding into my DMs. I didn't even know it's there. You don't even know how to block them. I don't even know. <laughs> um, so for me, it's the, really that feeling of like, if I'm not careful, then I wouldn't even know I'm doubting myself. You're doubting. I think it's, for me, like a like a vicious cycle almost where I don't know when when or why it starts but suddenly i'm in this cycle of like self-doubting thoughts like oh is that good enough though or did you do enough or is this gonna work or you know like yeah is this a good idea should you be doing this can you do this like all of these different thoughts that are just like that that snake that eats its own tail. Yeah. It it's constantly, feeds it's feeding itself and also like somehow still in existence. <laughs> yeah. Oh, why though? <laughs> um, I think it's because we give, I think if you don't watch your thoughts, they tend to run away they, with your they take over you. consciousness. Yeah. I think that's a great point to start with saying that watch your thoughts and by watch, I don't mean judge and just be like, Oh, Hey, in that moment, I doubted myself. Yeah, That's mindfulness. A, yeah, mindfulness. There we go. Um, do you have any preferred like mindfulness techniques to well, use? Well, I've been listening to Eckhart Tolle for years and years and years. Um, I would definitely suggest listening to his book called The Power of Now. Mm-hmm. And it really is about mindfulness and being in the present moment. Right. And a very big part of what I took from that, and this is my own thing that I came up with or that came to me as I was listening to it repeatedly Mm -hmm. for years, I still do to this year, um, is that I kind of pretend that there are, there's a space or a place within my consciousness or my brain, or I imagine or make up this space. And I watch 
my thoughts coming out of that space. So I put two guards or two things that watch the thoughts so that I can try and be conscious, be like, oh, hey, this thing that you're thinking right now, that's not fine. Mm. <laughs> yeah. That's interesting because I go with like sitting on like a riverbed or by a stream and I'm like watching the water go by and that's my thoughts. And, you know, sometimes the current's a little stronger, sometimes it slows, like paying attention to your thoughts without necessarily judging yourself for having them or just trying to be aware of like where you are, like where is your body right now? How are you feeling? Are you tense in your shoulders or are you, you know, how is your breathing? Like mm. all of these different things that try to bring you into the current moment. I really, really like that because like you saying like, like your shoulders tense up and that kind of stuff. Like if you don't know that you're in a, a spiral of self-doubt, yeah. you can kind of identify like what your body, what, what you're feeling by the tension in your body. Right. And you know, a lot of times I don't even notice that I'm carrying all of this tension. Oof. And then I start to kind of like check in with like, okay, so like going from lower body to like bringing it up to my head, like, where's the tension? Let's try to release. Um, and it kind of helps to bring me back into myself and away from the self-doubt. Yeah. I think one trick that I like to do, like that you just reminded me of, if my breathing is erratic, right. that means my thoughts yeah. are erratic. And so I slow my breathing down. And I think everyone can try this right now. You or it is impossible to focus on your breathing and think at the same time. Oh, yeah, I've tried that. <laughs> and so I do have these moments, whether it's 10 seconds or one minute or whatever you can afford, like take those 10 seconds, just breathe. And you'd be surprised how much calmer you are. And then you can assess, oh, wait, I was thinking some bullshit, some internalized stuff that I don't have to give. I can acknowledge it, but I don't have to give it any power. Yeah, no, I think one of my favorite quotes to come from Drag Race was, if it's not paying your rent, don't pay it no mind. Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, God, you have issues with fracking, but you were very motivational. <laughs> Very, very motivational. Um, yeah, I think that's a good way to identify it. Be aware. And honestly, I think that is the first step towards overcoming self-doubt. Right, because you can't, you know, try to challenge something that you don't know is there. So if you're aware that you are in a self-doubting space or like having those feelings that's going to be the first step to like, how can you change the situation or how can you change your approach or your perspective on that? I think that once you get into that headspace, that kind of understanding, like I like to use the example of going roller skating with Jane. So I had <laughs> never done roller skating in my life, but what I had done was imagine that I would do it well. I would research, I would um, go on YouTube, I would imagine that this is the way my body is feeling mm -hmm. or the things that I might f feel, like the imbalance, the, the weird disconnect, like I've never been on wheels before mm -hmm. in that way. And so that removes a lot of the um, fear or the self-doubt. Yeah, self -doubt. the nervousness and the 
kind of unknown factor. Yeah. It's kind of like um, neuroplasticity. Like you envision something and your brain doesn't know the difference between what's real or what's not. Is that neuroplasticity or is that manifesting? (laughs) I think it happens with... I think it's connected. Like I'm not an expert on either of these things, but I do think it's connected because once you imagine something, you are creating an image and a neural network or a neural um, awakening or something within your brain. And I think that is a good way to also imagine, be like, take one minute or five seconds to be like, the next time that I'm doubting myself, I will be like, hey, stop that. Be kinder to yourself. Don't doubt yourself. Mm -hmm. I like that. Mm. I like that. I just thought of it now. So I think this is also a good time to think about, you know, how are, how is self-doubt intertwined or how does it cause a lot of fear-based decisions? Because um, mm. even in terms of like when I was doubting our podcast project, if I had listened to that doubt or if I had gone along with it, then I think I might have called you the next day and been like, hey, I'm not really so sure about this anymore. And that would have been like a decision made out of fear, like fear that we would fail or that it wouldn't be what I wanted it to be or, you know, that we wouldn't be good at this, which, you know, I think I feel like we are pretty good at this. I like that. I like it. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So how does like self-doubt cause a lot of decisions that you might regret later on because you made them out of fear and not, you know, and a reasonable kind of judgment about yourself or your abilities? Yeah, I think it's important to highlight that like having caution and a little bit of fear, like it's valid. It's a valid mm-hmm. emotion to have. Never yeah. invalidate what you're feeling. It but can also, be helpful sometimes or it can protective. Be. Yeah. But I'm sorry. I mean, it, it makes sense that you were scared because um, we had barely known each other. We had met each other once and I've been thinking about doing this for a very long time <laughs> and been planning and getting my mind around it And then just as I was like looking for a podcast partner, I was like, DJ, I like DJ's voice. (laughs) (laughs) She'd be great at this because like you have experience with therapy, right? Yeah. And as a kid, I have experience, but as a grown up, not so much, but I have been able to navigate through fear, through self-doubt, through loss, through many things without the help of a therapist and I am aware that there, there's a lot of people that can't do that. And even I have some shortcomings mm-hmm. that I do need to see a therapist. I mean, and the financial burden is so big. <sighs> Mental health should be a part of like normal health insurance. It really should. People should have health insurance to begin with. But the fear really came in with just not being prepared, I think, and not having a very concrete idea of what we were going to do. And, and then so, you, yeah, that just triggered this whole spiral of self doubt. Exactly. So <laughs> being aware of that, like when you're scared of something, are you cautious or are you doubting yourself? Right. Because making fear based decisions helps feed self doubt, and self doubt can lead to self pity, and then you're fearful again, and more self doubt, and more self pity. It is important to recognize when you're scared, and then question yourself: Am I doubting myself? Is my fear valid? Or am I just being cautious? I think that's always the 
tricky question because maybe something like it, maybe it starts as caution and then it gets blown out of proportion into self-doubt. So, you know, where do you kind of stop the train and say this far is okay, but anything beyond that, I'm just doubting. Yeah, I guess being informed or becoming aware of your thoughts is honestly the first piece of light at the end of the tunnel. Mm -hmm. Just become aware of them. Yeah. All these things are a very, honestly, a difficult thing to unpack and break down very specifically. It's complex for every single person and it's different for me as it is different for Mm. DJ. But being aware that the two of us both struggle with Mm. (laughs) self-doubt and insecurities. Deeply struggle. (laughs) Like every single millennial and their avocado toast. Oh, and their 500 houseplants. And their YouTube channels. I think, I mean, I still struggle to do this, but I, it's kind of a structure that helps me is trying to think of it as like, you're not going to get around it or you're not going to get over it. So just like sit with it for not however long, but try to limit yourself, sit with it. And then at the end, just brush it off. Like, Mm. okay, you had all of these self-doubting thoughts. Well, you're still going to do this thing. Mm. I like that. Because when you said like, sit with it, I imagined another self survivor sitting next to my self that is here and be like, talk to it and be like, yo, what the F is the problem? Yeah. Just like, I don't know, like imagine that you're holding like a pillow of your self-doubt and just kind of sit there with it and then let it go at the end. It's almost like for me, like overcoming your your ego you know when you feel like Mm. a little bit too prideful or you just (laughs) feel like you're right all the time feeling yourself a little bit too much too much you get yourself in trouble what i like specifically and let's touch a bit on pop culture and donald trump is like looking at the way that he's throwing a tank god oh my god he needs to put on his big boy pants (laughs) so and go home I think that there is a little four-year-old kid inside of all of us that when we don't get our way, that part of our psyche like throws attention. It's just enraged. And as an English teacher in Korea right now, I see kids throwing tantrums all the time. And the best thing to do is to just watch it. Don't react to it. Yeah, just look at it. let it play itself out. Let it play itself out. And then out. when it's exhausted at the end, you're just like, all right, so we're going to do this thing now. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like an energy form that needs to get released. Yeah. And if you pay attention to it and and try and fix it the whole time, mm-hmm. like, like, like appease it. If you're like entertaining it, then it, just, then it keeps going. It's kind of like you teach yourself, oh, self-doubt will get rewarded. And so I keep doing this. To myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah. I mean, it's a bit confusing, but <laughs> <laughs> that's what I do. So what would be your tip? Or how do you try to overcome self-doubt in your I life? think what I constantly do is if there is an emotion that drives me to the extreme of sadness or the extreme of happiness, I tend to be watchful and ask myself, why though? Like why though? <laughs> why though? Like, mm-hmm. but why? Though? Because I don't like to believe in every thought that comes out of my head. Because there's no evidence that that is true, mm-hmm. and I, I like to watch myself the whole time. Um, 
And I think that has been a saving grace in many in situations. So for self-doubt, like when I'm saying I'm not good enough or something that I struggle a lot with is being very short. Mm-hmm. And that's because people around me my whole life and be like oh you're short i'm like oh no shit i no one has oh i had no idea no one has ever (laughs) said that you're so original like that's what i think and be like you know why people have insecurities because other people are having a problem with something that shouldn't be a problem and then you develop an insecurity about something and you just start believing in the thoughts that you think um i think that's an interesting point because in therapy i brought up how i would have these very repetitive continuous doubts about myself or like what am i doing or like what am i going to do in five years blah 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 and my therapist just pointed out like who said that though Mm. i love that like you're having these thoughts about yourself and they it feels like they come from you and that they're true but when you dig a little bit, like just a little bit deeper, you're like, oh, who said that? Like, who is actually even thinking this about me? Why am I thinking it about myself? Honestly, that is such, <laughs> I don't know, that is such a great thing to say. Like, A, who said that though? Yeah. And be like, you care less about what other people are thinking about you when you realize they don't care about you. They don't about care you about you. They're not thinking about you. <laughs> not at all. And I know some people can think that's a bit sad, but I take it in the space of like negativity. I other think people it's very aren't thinking freeing. about you. It's, it's very? It's very freeing. Like it's liberating to think like, oh yeah, you could probably like fall on your face and eat shit like walking down the street. And maybe in the moment, someone's going to look over and be like, haha, she fell. But no one's going to be thinking about that like 10 hours later. It, girl, <laughs> even 30 minutes later. Even like, 30 minutes. Like no, no one cares. And yet like that self-doubt will still be haunting me being like, oh, but like people think you're uncoordinated. People think you're dumb. Like <laughs> no one yeah. cares. Well, you did use the example of falling into shit. <laughs> I, um, yeah. That's my bad. No. Um, yeah, but that's a very valid thing is that. People are living their own lives just like you are. People are going through the same motions, the same emotions. And as much as we like to think that we are different and special and unique, the very base, the foundation of what we feel is still connected to other people. So when you're living your life just trying to get, I don't know, get your bread, Mm -hmm. everyone else is doing the same thing. No one cares. It's not that deep. It's not, it's not that deep, sis. <laughs> Girl, it is not that deep. <laughs> yeah, it's really not that deep. So I think that's a great way to wrap it up is to just say that self-doubt is be, be mindful, be aware and that it's okay and to watch your thoughts and to remember that it's... It's not that deep. It's really not that deep. <laughs> not that not deep. Not that deep. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that deep and uh thank you guys for listening and um we'll catch you in the next episode goodbye